What is going on, Whisper Nation, and welcome into the Wednesday live show. And you know what that means. We're going to talk players you can trade for, players you should trade away, and what more important time of the year than the playoff push. I am Big Travi. You can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. I'm now going to welcome in my man, Johnny Game Time Hicks. You can find him on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. But of course, if you love that fresh fantasy football content, hit that subscribe button on your way in. Hit the like. Give this stream a like. We see you all popping off in the chat right now over on YouTube. Brendan Die. We've got Gus Ramos, A. Aladdin. What is going on, Whisper Nation? We love each and every one of you here as Johnny's got the big thumb working here. Uh, hit that like button on your way in. Drop all your questions. As you know, we will get to these at the end of the show. But we got to get started. Playoffs. Yeah. I mean, this playoffs. Is the, I mean, we have four weeks until most playoffs start in fantasy football, which means we got to start rocking Dude. and rolling with our, you know, working our rosters, uh, fortifying what we have, picking up our handcuffs, trying to trade for our handcuffs, trading per, for playoff schedule. And Rendon, I know asking a, a great question here. What defenses should I be picking up for the fantasy playoffs? The Eagles defense, they play, of course, Washington twice in the fantasy playoffs. So that's a decent streamable option. Look at these other defenses that have kind of turned around their season, though. Seattle. Turn um, around. Every now and then a defense turns it up right before the playoffs. Turn around. Sorry. And there it is. Then they're yeah. there. And then they Gotta drop it in there. there. But those are some of the, and we'll, we'll get more into it, Rendon. I'll answer this in more detail as we get to the end, of course. But we've got to get our guy, Brett oh. Johnson, in here who hit us with that super chat. So you know what the deal is. Woo! Let's go. Love when we start off the show with a super Dude. chat. Guys, if you want your questions immediately answered, you hit that super chat. We will answer them for you immediately. But, Johnny, we got to start off the show. We do a, a yes. couple things on this Wednesday, sh Wednesday show. It's Just all over the place. Just okay? a couple things. We give you a buy low. We give you a sell high. We give you a cornerback wide receiver matchup that could be bad. It could be good. You know what we do. You know how we do. This is how we do. This. But, oh, uh, yeah, I was I about to get in. Yeah, you would have liked dude. that one. I had that to cut you off. But. Uh, what we also do is go through the news and notes in this Wednesday uh, as, it, you know, obviously some stuff is peaking up around the corner here. want to talk about Johnny Latavia or Latavius Murray back at practice for the Baltimore Ravens the day after they released uh, Le'Veon Bell. So this seems to be more of a two man show now, Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman, uh, both of which have had some decent usage here. Anything you seeing there, would you put your hat on either of these guys are still in a void situation? I mean, they seem to trust Latavius early in the season. I, Freeman has been pretty solid, so this is something that you're definitely going to want to monitor. I would pick up Latavius if he's on your waiver wire simply because we've seen him be th that lead guy. They trust him, and he seems to be you know, a little bit more fresh uh, than Freeman. But again, I, I, Travis, do you have, a, do you have an indication on which side you would rather have? I mean, like Freeman, I, I think he's the better receiver. I would bet on Freeman to kind of okay. uh, solidify himself. He's been more useful uh, over the last couple of weeks. But again, I don't think this offense is in a hurry to crown either one of them uh, just yeah. yet. And so I think they'll it would take an get used. Yeah, That's I think how they'll they, both get they used. And I honestly think we're going to see more uh, Mark Andrews in the red zone, more Lamar Jackson in the yeah. red zone. And I think that's where you, you know, you want to be invested in the passing offense, not so much the rushing offense. Yeah. Johnny, we also saw Kyler Murray return to practice here for the Cardinals in the Let's open go. practice. Are you confident that he goes in this game after, uh, after that loss suffered to Carolina? Do you think that they'll 
One, do you think he comes back? And two, do you think it's too early? I think he will push it a little bit more to come back. Uh, and like if they would have won the Carolina game, I think that he probably would have. I would, my guess would be they'd probably send him another week because they can afford another loss. With the Rams losing, it gives them a kind of a driver's seat again. So I, I, my in, my gut feeling and intuition would say he is probably going to try to give it a go this week and play. I, you know, whether or not he ends up doing that will matter through as he progresses through uh, this week and and if if he can really give that ankle a go and it not have any setbacks. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a concern that he could miss another game, uh, but hopefully not. Yeah, so I think uh, – sorry about that. (laughs) A bit of a delay here. But I do believe uh, what you're saying here about Kyler Murray, and I think it would be a huge upgrade for the rest of the offense as we're trying to – we're dying to get our receivers back in there for Arizona. A little bit of the teaser of who we'll be talking about a little bit later. Johnny, we're moving on here. Logan Thomas did not return to practice on uh, Wednesday, so it doesn't look like Thomas is actually as ready as we thought he would be. They activate – they were going to activate him off the – this is like uh, Gronk, this yeah, is like the Gronk situation. Yeah. What are we doing? Um, what are we doing? CPAT here for our Thursday night matchup tomorrow. Uh will definitely be a game time decision per Arthur Smith. So that's a situation we're monitoring. So he has a high ankle sprain. Yeah, but he's practiced all week. Dude, uh, I, that's even in limited capacity. What do you know? Doing? But that's what real Patterson. Are you just hanging on and hoping he's back for the playoffs? What do you think? Yeah, that's what you're, but you'd never like to hear the high ankle sprain. Like I was a little surprised when that was, uh, cause I, I don't know how that slipped me. Um, but I, I didn't know it was a high ankle sprain that he was dealing with. Um, and if that is the case, then, I mean, we've seen this, you know, Chase Edmonds is out like three weeks because of it. So that is a bad, and talking about a guy who, you know, he's wide receiver, you need that ankle. So uh, this is something that you definitely want to monitor. He is a an exceptional talent, so it's kind of going on the radar. So, uh, you know, maybe if you can get pull off a monster trade, you might escape one. But yeah, this is definitely concerning. I don't know that I'm necessarily going to try to trade him away because he is such a great fantasy asset. But it's concerning. Joe Flacco, uh, your boy, the elite, elite Joe Flacco, elite. will get a start against the Dolphins this week. Uh, I- what, does this affect you in any way uh, for your pass catchers, for your for your offense, or do you think it's just more of the same for the Jets and we're trusting who we trust and kind of moving on? I mean, yeah, we we the wide receiver threes for Corey Davis and and more. Um, I mean, Joe Flacco, he came in and he was moving the ball, you know, so he didn't, you know, he could still move the chain somewhat. But I, we'll talk about Miami's defense a little later in the show. But uh, yeah, it it does make me a little bit more intrigued by Miami's defense, but yeah. Miles Sanders designated to return for the Philadelphia Eagles, Johnny. And uh, the last bit of note we have obviously is Elijah Mitchell with the fractured finger um, and getting the pin in there. We're going to know more today. I think they practice a little later on in the day. We'll get press conferences for there. And Mm -hmm. so what's your take on this? Do you think, you know, there's optimism. He plays this week. Yeah, I I hope he plays. You do you hope he plays? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going against you in the league of record, and I have Elijah Mitchell, so I would like him to be fully go. It just depends for me on if it's the if it's the right hand where he holds the football. That yeah. would be the concern for me. If it's the other hand, I don't know if I care. You know, uh, tape him up. 
that's that's fine how it goes. And I think that's a situation um, where we're just rocking with whoever is the starter. Now, I love that if Jeff Wilson comes in, he's a guy they will use in both the passing and the running game. We saw it last year. It was an RB2 in relief of Raheem Mostert. I think he has the ability to kind of get there again. This rushing offense is good. And they're more than six-point favorites against Jacksonville. So mm-hmm. for me, I think it's a good spot for either back and could be a good spot for both in some capacity if they if both you work. If you have both, you kind of hope that Elijah just sits just so like you're like, okay, I know that Jeff Wilson will come in and he'll get the full workload. Whereas like you have that concern, like you said, what hand is it on exactly? Uh, have you been able to find that out, Travis, on what hand uh, or or no? What was that? I'm sorry, Johnny. What'd you say? Have you like, been able to figure out what little laggy here? I can I can jump off and then come back. No, in no, no, that's all right. I just I think it's just like coming in a little off like a robotic at times. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh would you would you um do you have any indication as to whether what what hand it's on? Have you heard? No, I, I've looked. It? I've looked at all over and it, they haven't said anything. I think we're going to know a lot more today. That was the indication from Shanahan. I would imagine if they're hopeful he plays, it's not on the ball carrying hand. Right. Because, yeah, right. For me, like that would make a lot more sense. Um, but, uh, you know, this seems like a much less like maybe much less of a version of what Russell Wilson had, meaning that he can play this week. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll know more, especially by Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel because Friday we'll be doing the news and nuggets show as well. All right, Johnny, that kind of wraps up our news and notes. Let's work into the show here. We obviously have trade for trade away, you know, kind of our version of buy low, sell high players. So Johnny, why don't you start us off with your, uh, buy low candidate for, for this season or for this week? Sorry. Let's do it. Uh, my buy low for this week is the one, the only. Uh, listen, you're going to call me crazy. I know, Big Travi. You're going to be like, why are, why are you going to tell people to go pick up a fantasy player that scored zero fantasy points last week? But that's why you want to go and target him. And that is the one, the only Mike Jacecki, Big Travi. Mike Jacecki can't coming off of basically back to back down weeks, right? He was popping off. He was having real explosive weeks. And then last week he had a down week. Didn't score as many fantasy points as we kind of projected. And then the, uh, or I should say in week nine and then we can, and week 10 juicy, juicy matchup against Baltimore, who was allowing the second most thanks to the Eagles jumping ahead slightly uh, right before week nine. Uh, but they had allowed the second most fantasy points to the tight end position. So we absolutely loved Mike Jacecki as a start last week and he gave us zero fantasy points, but, on the bright side, he still did see seven targets, Travis. So that is something that we can come away from is that he still saw the targets. He just struggled to get that connection. The one thing I like about Mike Jacecki from his looking at his game logs, he's seen six or more targets in 80% of his games. You know, you can fall back on that, uh, at least the market share there, 40 or more yards in all but two games this season. So as a tight end, that's a really safe floor for you. And then four of the final seven games are against bottom five defenses against the tight end position. Big Travi, that includes the Jets twice, Tennessee and the New York Giants. Mike Jacecki is going to be is the tight end three right now in PPR tight end four in standard. But again, because he's coming off of that really poor day against what looked to be a great matchup and the week before he didn't have a spectacular day, you can go and get him 
way cheaper than what you could have gotten him a couple of weeks ago. So if you need a tight end or you're streaming week to week and you can right now is a good time, right? For, yeah. I mean, you if know. you can convince the owner that like this is something to be worried about, cause he still was targeted quite a bit in this game. It was just like one of the weirdest games, Johnny to watch for Gasecki cause he dropped a ton of passes and, but he was still yeah. getting good work in that game. And I think with the, the mix up at QB, no consistency there, there was just a weird game. This was a number one or one of the top five, uh, situations to go attack for tight ends, and he just didn't get home. So, yes, yeah. I agree with you. If but you can happens. kind of spin it uh, that this is a down week and that maybe the change in quarterback is going to screw it up and all this other stuff that you can kind of paint it, go and get Gasecki as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's the situation that we're looking at here with Gasecki. I want to talk about a guy that I think could a similar in that same game that also did not get home very well and hasn't really looked – as crisp or as you know, his hasn't hit his ceiling as much um, since Rashad Bateman's emergence, and that is Marquise Brown. Now I know that he's still a dominant force for the offense, but I think you could kind of similar to the Gasecki take, you could try and buy low on Marquise Brown after a bad game, um, and you could sell the emergence of Rashad Bateman because Bateman has looked good, but I don't think it's affecting Hollywood at all because he still leads the target team and targets over the last three weeks with thirty nine. He remains dominant part of this offense. He's got 29% of the target market share on the year, which is ranked 11th in the NFL. Johnny, he's number two in unrealized air yards with 555. And no wide receiver has more deep targets in the league than Hollywood Brown's 21. The other thing you could point to here, and I know that I almost made him, you know, this was a little bit hard to do. He has a brutal, what looks like to be a brutal playoff schedule. But if you're in a situation where you need to try and make the playoffs, if you're, you know, in muddled up, he over the next four weeks, you like that schedule more than his playoff schedule. So for me, Johnny, I actually like going to target Marquise Brown, selling that whole pitch as he's got a bad playoff schedule. Rashad Bateman's emerging, blah, 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 blah. Like all this stuff you can spin to the GM that and that rosters Marquise Brown. And I think if you can really sell it, you go get Marquise Brown right now for this final playoff push. And I think he's got a guy who's going to. He's one of those guys with that kind of target market share, that kind of deep uh, playability. He only needs one. So even in a tough matchup, he could get loose for, uh, you know, a game. And I think that's the situation here. So I I like targeting Marquise, especially because right now he's one of those players similar to Deontay last year, Big Travi, where the production is there. We see it. But people just don't believe in it because of, you know, Lamar, uh, all the offense, it's it's unstable, all of that, the drops. But you deal with that because the upside of Marquise uh, is, is, you know, you can win. He can win you weeks. And so I do uh, like going out and trying to get him again. I don't want to overpay for him. I don't want to pay for what his actual value because some people could look and be like, oh, well, he's, you know, a top 15 wide receiver. That's what I want back in some kind of return. I don't think you quite go there, but I don't think you have to because of that uncertainty of what people think and expect. I just want to give a quick shout out to Corey Pereira. Oh, what's Uh, up? He has uh, Mr. Miyagi saying, can we get a shout out for Corey? Corey says, a.k.a. the championship. I think you're. Corey, if you're new to the channel, let us know. We're going to give you a Ric Flair woo with that because if you're new to the channel, you got to hit that subscribe button. Hopefully everybody yeah. else that's new that's watching this hits that subscribe button, hit the, hits the like button on the stream, and lets us know where they're watching from because we are rocking yeah. and rolling through this show today. Now it's time for these sell high guys, Johnny. And for me, I have to start it off here with our guy Melvin Gordon. We've been 
waiting patiently for the Javante Williams takeover. We have been trying to ask for it, and I think we might be close to it because check it out, Johnny. Melvin Gordon, he's been annoyingly good. RB15 and PPR. RB That's a good thing. Standard. You drafted him yeah. for that. No, no. I mean, you know, I didn't draft him. I was trying to draft more Javante. So uh, he's been annoyingly good. Like I said, 15, RB15 and PPR, RB14 and standard. I should, you should be able to get a nice haul for him. And then hopefully you have Javante, you stash Javante. And I think that's what I'm trying to do as we gear up for this playoff push. Because last week against Philly, Gordon saw his fewest yards in a game since week seven. He saw his lowest snap percentage of the season, and he also coughed up the game-tilting fumble that went 80 yards the other way for a touchdown. The Broncos are on a bye this week, so not only would you be able to sell the GM that you're going to absorb that bye, but Denver could finally be looking. We know that when teams go to bye, they kind of implement new strategies. They get their team ready for that the, the, the rest of the season, you know, the second part of their season. I think they could be looking to get Javante more control of this backfield. And then you look at Javante Williams. He's heating up 25 carries for 159 yards over his last two games. It looks like it's coming, Johnny. I'm a little bit excited here for Javante Williams. And I think this is a perfect spot to go and go get rid of Melvin Gordon and bet on Javante Williams winning this job by the end of the year. I do think that Javante's looked really good over the last couple of weeks, and it will be interesting to see if they start to lean on him a little bit more. And yeah, he could be, I mean, we've talked about it in the preseason as well, that this is what we could expect from Javante was that he kind of had that Cam Akers kind of situation of last year where, right, he, he came in, rookie, looked, flashed, you know, and then, but didn't quite earned the job until later in the year. And then he was, you know, everyone, he, he really helped a lot of people get to the championship uh, because he was getting those massive carries from week to week at the end of the season. So good, uh, good call there. Good call there. But the guy that I want to sell high on, this is, this is actually, I'm going to preface this big Travi. I'm going to preface this because it's both a, it's a two for two for, because it, it depends on where your situation is. I'm talking about Antonio Gibson. If you are in a position where you are pretty guaranteed to make the playoffs, I think Gibson is actually a guy that you should go and try to target. However, if you are in a position where Gibson, you're trying to make the playoffs and Gibson is on your roster, I would go and try to trade him away right now and get a lot of value. So, why do I say that? And why do I try to like go back and forth on the fence? Well, the situation is different for me. If you are most likely, if you were one of those teams, I had Antonio Gibson because he's been struggling most of this year, despite being, you know, the uh, top 20 RB at the moment because of this monster performance last week, he has struggled most of the year. Most of those teams are probably not doing well or fighting for the playoffs as of right now. But Antonio Gibson is coming off a career high of 24 carries. We already know about the shin injury and that potential. Now, could it have healed up enough to get him through the rest of the season? Maybe I don't. I I I don't think so. Based on the research that I've done, or uh, you know, all of the 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 people that I trust that are like actually medical doctors talk about it. How it wouldn't get better. It's only going to get worse. You have to literally not play on it or do anything on it for like six weeks. Clearly, he didn't do that, but they did give him a lot of carries. So he did find the end zone twice, which is uh, a little 
astronomical considering the fact that he only had scored four touchdowns, Travis, coming into this matchup, a matchup which on paper did not look great at all, but he still outperformed it. So in five out of nine games, Gibson has given you double-digit fantasy points. That's it. For a guy that you draft in the second round, he's not returning that that quite that value. This week, they play the Carolina Panthers, who rank 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to the running back position. And then the reason why I say if you are in a winning position and you are able to go and acquire him, even though you probably have to pay up you know, a little bit more than what you could have a week ago, I think it's worth going and targeting him because if you are one of those winning teams, you odds are you have a good team right now and you can afford this gamble. The nice thing about Gibson for the next seven games or against top 10 teams and adjusted fantasy points allowed to the running back position, you get Seattle, Las Vegas, and Philadelphia twice, Travis. If, if you can take the risk, there's obviously upside because we've seen Gibson. He has upside is two touchdowns and like he can get you 60 to 100 yards. That's a really good day for you. But if he does get injured and he's out for the season, which is why I think you should ultimately try to sell him right now because he's coming off a great game. If he does get injured and you're battling for the playoffs like that, uh, like it's going to be really hard to come back from that. So that's why it's a, both a buy low and a sell high, mostly a sell high right now coming you're off. Just of the, the political answer, dude. You're yeah. heading your bet here, dude. We understand well, what you're doing here. We get I it. I mean, strategically, tell me, am I, am I, am I, well, I, I crazy? No, I don't think, no, I don't think you're crazy. The only problem I have with this, Johnny, over the next few weeks, just great scheduling, right? Right. Here. Dallas is the only two games, you know, that you're scared of in here. But in I Carolina do. this week. Yeah, Carolina. But I'm saying after that, Seattle, mm-hmm. Vegas, Philly, Philly, New York. You know, if you're if you're playoffs end of the, I just, I, it's tough, dude. It's tough for me to want to give. Yeah, but I get it. I get what you're saying, and we've talked about him being a ticking time bomb. I think there's going to be some games you're gonna you're not gonna know when to start him. I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem. So yeah, so, sell him if you can. That's what I'm saying. Is a buy low and a sell high. Of both he's, he's basically a sell high. I mean, he's not yeah. a buy low. I would not yeah. be going to acquire him, even with the schedule. Like the, you would not okay. like. It's like why would you go and get Antonio Gibson? I, I mean, that was he was more of a sell for me. But I, I'm just saying there for the one percenters. Oh, the one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It could no, be. It could be. It could be. Percenters, huh? All right. I see how you are. I'm All right. Saying. Johnny, uh, before we get into the next part of the show, which is, of course, our cornerback and wide receiver matchups, I want to remind everybody in the chat, we love and appreciate all your, uh, you know, your support right now. We will get to all of your questions regarding your lineups or, or uh, you know, what you're doing this week and, and streaming. I love this. This is just great. I love, I love Gordon Ramsey's, Ramsey's live stream for this. Thanks, I appreciate Rob. that. We appreciate that. So, yeah, as to that point, we will be getting to all your questions and comments towards yes. the end of the show. Stick with us. We just got another segment here with the cornerback and wide receiver matchups. But, Johnny, I want to start this off with some great uh, news. You know, I want to start this segment off with good news. We don't always want to do the bad news. And so we have to pick a plus matchup here. And for me, it's Christian Kirk this week, Johnny, yeah. going up against Ugo Amadi. Uh, who is the slot cornerback here for the the Seattle Seahawks. He's graded one of the worst grades per PFF in cornerback rate at 52.8. And, Johnny, he's allowing 85% catch percentage to the slot position this year and giving up 1.3 yards per route covered. This is a good matchup, and Christian Kirk projected to run 41 of his snaps against Amadi this week per PFF. And this is a guy who, you know, 
His grade on the year has been excellent. Christian Kirk has been graded 82 per PFF in far, as far as wide receiver grade. I love Christian Kirk in this matchup. We probably won't have Hopkins, right, Johnny? I mean, do you have a finger on the pulse on if we're going to have Hopkins? I, I doubt it, right? And then we have a situation where this is a decent over-under and a game that should be competitive per Vegas. They believe that Arizona and Seattle usually play each other tough, especially up in Seattle. So I think this could be a game where they trade shots, and I think Christian Kirk could be relied on heavily by Kyler Murray. Wild story, you know, wild and crazy fantasy season. Uh, Christian Kirk actually has more fantasy points right now than DeAndre Hopkins. Isn't that wild? Well, I mean, it's not. I that mean, wild. DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins has missed time. some time. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying it's a wild and wacky world. Absolutely. What about for you uh, in a plus matchup this week? Who do you got, Johnny? I'm my boy, the one, the only. He finally broke the touchdown curse. Jacoby <laughs> Myers, Mayers. Jacoby Myers. Myers, that's uh, that's who I want to highlight here. Kaz, I'm I'm going back to the well here. Can we make it two tutties in a row? I think he can on Thursday night. Thursday, we'll talk about the Thursday, but he gets a great matchup against Atlanta this weekend. Uh, Travis against Williams, the the slot cornerback for Atlanta, giving up. He, I mean, he's relatively fresh, right? So he hasn't played a lot of snaps. Seventy snaps at the slot position, but he's giving up a whopping 0.37 fantasy points per route ran. Guess how many uh, routes uh, Jacoby, our boy Jacoby runs on average about 30 routes per game. He's around 336 slot routes uh, so far this season, 77% catch rate, Travis, and a 1.44 yards per route run, which also matches what Jacoby does get on an every week to week basis a 1.44 yards per route ran so this is going to be uh, a great matchup for him i'm getting him back in my lineup we get back-to-back weeks where he gets a red zone uh touchdown let's hope he's had a uh, one red zone target in seven out of ten games so far this season travis he finally broke the touchdown drought last week like we saw and 40 or more receiving yards in seven out of 10 games this season. So, you know, if you're in a PPR league, I think he has such a safe floor that it's worth the shot of putting him in on the Thursday night thirst, double-digit fantasy points in five out of 10 games this season. It's better than Tyler Lockett. So get him in your lineup. I like (laughs) him this week. Great matchup. Yeah, I think it is a good matchup. And I was actually almost my plus matchup uh, until you stole it from me. So I, I, uh, I'm with you on that. Now you're going to say this. I I want to talk about a guy who's been absolutely hot that we might want to take a little bit of a break here from, and that's Devonta Smith here. I know he's been on a tear, Johnny. 44 PPR points over his last two games, 12 targets, nine catches, 182 receiving yards, and three touchdowns in that span. And he's done that against tougher secondaries. Denver, Los Angeles Chargers. These are, I mean, that touchdown over our guy, Patrick Sertain, was a thing of beauty that he high-pointed as well. But only two teams have allowed fewer points to wide receivers than New Orleans, especially this is the problem here. Marshawn Lattimore and his shadow break it or, or bracket coverage that they've ran in New Orleans. You know, we look at Ian Hart. It's our guy over at Pro Football Focus. He said these are the last wide receiver one, the top dog matchups with Lattimore. Devontae Adams had five receptions on 56 yards for zero touchdowns. Terry McLaurin, four receptions for 46 yards, zero touchdowns. DK Metcalf broke free for that touchdown 
on on Monday night football. But other than that, only had another catch. So he had the big 80-yard score and then one other catch, and we saw them getting into it on Monday night. Mike Evans, only two catches, broke free for a touchdown as well. And then A.J. Brown last week, Johnny, one reception for 16 yards. I'm actually concerned here for the rookie up against Marshawn Lattimore. I think Lattimore physically looks like a good matchup for him. And Smith could be getting a dose of welcome to the NFL right here. So I think that's a situation I'm trying to fade if I can. Uh, he'd be a low-end flex for me this week just based on the matchup. But I do understand with Goddard out, all the volume may be there for you to go for Smith. But I just I think, you know, there's going to be other ways that this team tries to get it done. Love it. Love it. All right. I'm going to give you my player to temporary expectations on Travis and it might come to as a shock because he's had a couple of monster games but I'm not telling you get him out of your lineup I'm just saying hey you might want to he's not gonna do what he did last week and that would be wide receiver CD Lamb for the Dallas Cowboys gets I know it looks on paper get getting Kansas City oh Kansas City been allowing a lot of yardage to wide receivers but uh, Rashad Felton or uh, Fenton he has been pretty solid so far in that uh, like cornerback spot, the right side where where CD Lamb, uh, Pro Football Focus is uh, is grading this as a below average matchup. Um, you've got point one four fantasy points per route ran uh, is all that he's giving up, Travis, and a Pro Football Focus grade at cornerback as an eighty eight point nine. Uh, so I would temper your expectations with CD this week. The other thing is like CD Lamb, 28 or fewer routes in five out of the last eight games, Travis. That's the other part that concerns me. So CD Lamb has been very, very highly efficient, and we need him to continue to do that. Uh, and I don't like that with a difficult matchup this week. Oh, we got Rock out. Let's go. To say what's up to Rock out who hit us with a super chat. And you know what that means? He's got a question, but first we got to hit him with a Ric Flair. Woo! Let's go. Let's go, Rock Out. He says, would you trade CMC for Mixon and Barkley full point PPR? I mean, are we going to get Barkley back this week, Johnny? I mean, that's there's, the thing. If we, if we could get Barkley, if I could get Barkley back, I think I'd do this deal because Mixon's been excellent, has a decent schedule going forward, um, and I think Barkley and Mixon together are going to equal better than CMC down the stretch. Both teams off of their bye. Uh, you know, you have re-injury risk with Barkley, but you have that same re-injury risk with CMC. So yeah, we already looked like he was kind of yeah. I would probably do, I would do this deal. I would do this deal. Yeah, I think it, it. I would wait it out if you can wait until Saturday to see what happens with with Saquon rock out. Say like, hey, you need a couple more days to, you know, kind of look at what's going on with do your research. But see, just if you say can, I got to go. Just say I need a couple more days to look at the medical records. Yeah, exactly. We need him to pass a physical. Yeah, exactly. All right, but guys. So it. that does it for our our show here, the weekly Wednesday show. But as you know, we're going to get to our questions here. I just want to remind everybody that if you support us, like the ticker says, at the ten dollar level on Patreon, you will enter a raffle to win a signed Joe Mixon jersey at the end of this month. Patreon.com forward slash the Fantasy Whispers. That link is in the description, and you can join our community, support us as we live our dream, and get a chance to win that jersey that's right behind Johnny right there, a signed Joe Mixon jersey. Ooh. All right, so let's do this. Let's get to these questions, Johnny. Oh, Rendon Travis, we, we have, hold on, uh, defenses to stream. We're, uh, yeah. This is the last I mean, segment. Oh, okay. You're going to talk uh, about it right now? 
Yeah, because that's the question we got asked at the top of the show. Uh, Which defense am I picking up for the fantasy playoffs? The Eagles defense is still on waiver. So, again, I wanted to get into this a little bit. The Chargers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Dallas Cowboys are all defenses. In fact, I like Dallas to be because their first couple matchups are good, but their last matchup isn't. And whereas the Chargers' first matchup and Chargers and Seattle's first matchup isn't good, their last two are. So you can kind of pair. This is a strategy I've used before in the playoffs, Johnny. You want to pair a defense with another one that kind of matches up nicely. So if you have those couple extra spots, that's what I would do. Now, we we want to talk about this week, Johnny. We're going to talk about defenses this week. I like Miami, obviously, like everyone does, but I think it could be a little bit of a trap game. It's a 45-point over-under. The Jets are only favored, or I'm sorry, the Dolphins are only favored by three. So usually we like our defenses to have a bigger favorite, four, five, six, seven-point favorites. That is not the case here, and we think Miami's a team, and Vegas thinks Miami's a team that could junk this up against the Jets with Joe Flacco coming in. So I actually don't like Miami as much as I would like a San Francisco. Um, I think the Chargers are an interesting play at home against either Mason Rudolph or Ben Roethlisberger, depending on what happens there. And then this is my sneaky play of the week here. Cincinnati, Johnny, goes up against Las Vegas. This is a 49 over under where it's a little bit scary. It could be a shootout. But if you look at what New York just did to the Raiders, they scored 16 points in de- uh, as a defense against them. That's not a team that we were usually playing their defense a lot. And then the tr- and the Chiefs, whose defense has just been god-awful, scored eight points against the, tr- uh, the Raiders, who even put up points in that game. So I really actually do like Cincy here off of a bye, well-rested. Um, with an offense that could help keep that defense off the field. I think they're a sneaky play this week. I like it. I like it. Gus Ramos in the chat. A Aladdin says, I want to drop AP. Who would you pick up, A-Rob or Tony? I I could drop AP for Tony. I think that's a decent stash here. Yep. Uh, Garrett Crumrine says, morning, guys. I'm trying to trade away T. Higgins and Henderson for a top 15 wide receiver. I already sent someone in my league those two for Lamb. Who else? would you guys suggest trying to go out and get again uh terry mclaurin who was a buy low last week i think this would be a decent uh way to go do this but i wouldn't trade both of these guys for terry mclaurin i don't think you can i don't think i think you need these are both guys that i would hold i'm not i trade these guys away t higgins is almost a buy for me at this yeah he he almost made a buy this buy uh buy low show for me because i'm still trying to go out and get him um because He's getting a solid market share, and that trust is just getting better and better with Joe Burrow. And and as teams bracket or you know start to go over a little bit more to Jamar Chase to stop him, you'll see that continue to open up for T. Higgins. Uh, we got obesity speaks. I am in a great but hard position. I have Eckler, Fournette, AJ Dillon, Mark Ingram at running back, Metcalf, AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, a wide receiver. It's a two running back, two wide receiver, one flex. Which of these guys do I start? Well, I think we're getting Eckler and Fournette. Or, well, hold on. I'm still, well, go with Eckler. I think I'd be between AJ Dillon and Fournette here. We have the Packers playing Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I guess you have a flex. So start the three running backs. Yep. Eckler, Fournette, AJ Dillon. And then we have AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, and Metcalf. I'm starting Metcalf and Keenan Allen. Yes, I'd yeah. be benching AJ Brown until I can see him do it with this post Henry offense. And I think that's what you got to kind of rely on here. So I think that's yeah. the, the rocket here. Yeah. Recognize 21. Any word on the status of Mitchell? Just pick up uh, of Mitchell. Just picked up Wilson Jr. 
to block the league just in case Mitchell is out for weeks. I don't think it'll be weeks. It sounds like it's, if anything, it's going to be a game and then he could be okay based on the optimism they had, but we'll see how that goes. Wilson was a huge pickup. He's been a, uh, a pickup in the waiver column for the last couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. I think uh, that was a good move. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi asking, would you drop Freeman for Murray? I would I don't think, I don't think I would. I don't think I'm dropping. So? No, I think, again, I think Freeman is the guy with the most upside in this offense used in the receiving game, especially in PPR. I think he's the better play week to week. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think okay. Freeman's the hold. Okay. Brett Johnson. Do either of you trust Michael Carter to be a reliable RB trade target? Hard to feel good trying to trade for a player on the jets. So over the last month, uh, Michael Carter's the RB three in PPR. So, yeah. you, you know, you want to equate him to an RB2 because that's he plays for the Jets. That's fine. He's been a top 12 RB uh, for the last month. So, obviously, we've had inconsistency at the quarterback position. And with Zach Wilson coming back at some point, we could see the targets come down. But I think they've let something out of the bag that they can't put back in at this point. And we even saw Tevin Coleman come back last week and Michael Carter still get it done. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think Michael Carter is a fine target to go and get. I know we were talking about trading him away. That playoff schedule is a little tough. But I think for the next couple of weeks, you kind of like what you're seeing out of the usage. He's like an Austin Eckler light. You know, he's yeah. getting used in the passing game here. Yeah. And he gets and he also gets carries. So that, yeah. that's why it's nice. Jared Brugler, was, yeah, there was down. Jared Brugler says Aaron Jones for Dylan. If I'm four and six and need to win out, I wouldn't do this deal. Um, I would try to get more than Dylan. Can you get Dylan yeah. in another piece that you can use right now um, in case that injury li- lingers? Slim Reaper says Whisper Nation strong. What's up? What's up, fellas? Catch the stream after work. Appreciate you, Slim Appreciate Reaper, you. for popping in. I got Miami D off waiver. Should I change defense since Joe Cool is starting? Uh, I don't think you have to change depending on what's available. I do think that they're the solid play. They're by the book play, but uh, that's that's a good one. Joe cool. Uh, Jeff Wilson looks slow and rusty says Brett Forsyth. I mean, it was a tough game. He got back in though. And and I think if he goes and he gets the start and Mitchell sits, he's a great play this week. Yeah. And I mean, sure. He probably did. It was like his first game. Mr. Miyagi coming for your Mike Gusecki take. He says, Johnny is crazy for that take. If people listen to Travi yesterday, they would know, hold on to Hawk and Mike Gusecki. Well, hopefully your league mates aren't all listening. Yeah. I mean, I, hopefully they eventually listen to us. But well, Mr. Miyagi does. To, yeah. If they're not listening to us, then you could go and try and get uh, yeah. yourself some. I got to play Mac Jones or wait to see Murray. Uh, Johnny. Well, I, I would wait. I like I like Mac Jones as a streamer this week. I, I don't think it's do. a terrible play. It is a weird Thursday night game, though, and I think that there are probably other options you could roll with. Is Cam Newton still available instead that on, you could back me, up plan too? Hold on. Let me see something really quick. Um, dude, I would I would play. I'm I'm playing. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I would play Mac Jones over Murray no matter uh, what this week. I wouldn't do that. I would better not. matchup. Seattle actually last five weeks, dude. Last five weeks, Seattle is bottom four in fantasy points to the quarterback position allowed. 
Okay. And I mean, Murray's I don't, coming off. I don't really care. It's a 50 point. I, it is Kyler Murray, though. It's, yeah, it's it's Kyler Murray. It's but one of the best offenses I don't know. in the league. It's, just, it's a 50 safe. point over yeah. under. It's supposed to be a shootout. I want it all. Like, I, But if he doesn't play, then it's yeah, like and I can your... back it up with Cam Newton. I can back it up with Justin Fields. I can back it up with these other streamable options that are on the waiver that I guarantee for Gus than just trying to get Thursday night thirsty and play Mac Jones. Like th- this could easily be a game where Mac Jones has 15 points and the and the Patriots win by however many and they're running the ball the whole time. That's that's my concern mm-hmm. here. Mac Jones has been killing it. So like, I mean, he's been solid. He's only had over 20 points one time this year. Is that is that factual? Yeah, one time. He had 19.9 points last week. He's only had 22 points against the Jets. These are his last finishes, Johnny, for killing it. 19, 5 against Carolina, 11 against the Everyone Chargers, does it, 22 against the Jets. Oh, you know, Houston was a good matchup, only got 12. So, yeah, they've been better. But, again, they do whatever it takes to win. They don't just rely on the passing game. So, I, mm-hmm. I think you have other options with equal upside to Mac Jones. You wait on him. Uh, and I and I wrote about those guys in the matchup. I think Jimmy G is a better play than Mac Jones against Jacksonville. Like Jimmy G's actually been better than Mac Jones over the last few weeks. Jimmy G's the actual play for me here. Okay, fair enough. Can I get a shout out for my go my guy Corey, which we did. Rob Navarro reminded us he left the Gordon Ramsay, Corderell Patterson, and Amari Cooper for Devonte Adams. I'd do this deal if you can get yeah. this deal done. I'd do it. Yep. yep. T Higgins or Agnew or Tony half point PPR. We're going T Higgins here. That's the yeah. Point. T Higgins yeah. is an excellent uh, spot to to bust out the rest of this year. Mister Miyagi Panthers or Dolphins defense. We're going Dolphins defense here. Yes. Shamar Sam says, "Should I trade Waller and Christian Kirk for Jamar Chase so I can stack him and Burrow? I need wide receivers. Depends on who your other tight end is, but I like this deal of getting Jamar Chase. He's yeah. a top five option. I will say." There's something a little bit disturbing. Like Jamar Chase could be in for a rookie wall towards the end of this year. He's he's lived off a lot of touchdowns. Now, I'm not saying that can't sustain because he is a deep threat, but he hasn't had the targets that T. Higgins has had in the offense, and I think that's a situation to be mindful of. So should I – or should I trade Lamb instead? Uh, well, I wouldn't trade but, Lamb away. Or trade or for Lamb? trade for Lamb? See, I think Lamb <sighs> – Lamb's interesting, but I do think Chase has the higher upside. So I would be. Yeah, I would, I would go probably go. Yeah. Depends on the tight end, though. Uh, ask. Oh, dude. Mr. Uh, Eagle Fang asked him, Mr. Miyagi if he saw his artwork on Discord. Did you see this, Johnny? They made you a logo no. for your jawline on Discord. Oh, my gosh. I have to check it out. I have not seen it yet. Sorry. I've yeah, been doing uh, the show notes. I got to check this out. Oh, my gosh. I, I have Rodgers and Tannehill, says KJ, and both. Have a week 13 buy. Which do I keep after the buy? The one I don't keep. What QB do I trade for that has a good week 13 matchup? I mean, you got to look at the week 13, but Derek Carr is an interesting one. They play the Chiefs in week 13, I believe. Um, Rodgers is the keep here. Tannehill cannot get it done. At least Rodgers has gotten it done. I know Rodgers had a couple bad games, but he's. (laughs) Dude, this is so good. This is so good. I just looked it up. If you're not. If you aren't in our Discord, make sure you click the link in the Discord and you got to check this out. This is hilarious. Great work. Great Aaron work. Jones for Dylan. No, Jared, we're still on the same. You should get more. Should I start Stevenson, AP, or Sanders this week? Sanders, if he's back. I think that's the play of these three if he's back. Yes. And it looks like he is back. 
What does twenty dollars get you? Oh, I don't know. Eagle Fang, why don't you figure it out? We hey, might take our shirt off right here on you camera. Won't. You might you might see Johnny shave his beard just to see the jawline a little bit. <laughs> just, I would not shave this for 20 bucks. Are you kidding me? Mr. Miyagi says, any news on Harris for Thursday? Just that he went back to the walkthrough yesterday. We'll see yeah. what happens. It looks like he's on his way back here. Hector Mejia, full point PPR, James Robinson or Michael Carter? Uh we're going James Robinson here. Yeah, James Robinson. But I think, you know, Michael Carter is is fine. I, I'd be trying to get both in my lineup if possible. Mm -hmm. Shamar Sam, next question. Should I trade Brandon Cooks for T. Higgins? I would do that deal. I like the upside in that. Brandon Cooks has a nice couple next weeks, but I think yeah. that, uh, you know, T. Higgins could end up being the, the target leader for that team. Uh, he already is right now. Mr. Miyagi, Gronk or Knox this week, half point PPR? I don't know if Gronk's going to play, so I'd be going. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying they're, yeah. You got to monitor his his um, practice situation because truly epic says I dropped Tony, had to drop somebody, and I needed RB. Grab Miles Sanders, who was actually oh available. nice. I think yeah, I think that's a great situation uh, to get into, but not as great as Gus Ramos oh. in the super chat and getting you a Ric Flair. Woo! 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 Yeah, yeah that was a good one. I need like three one. running backs, including flex. I have AJ Dillon, uh, Williams. I don't know which Williams he's talking. Uh, maybe I think like Devonte Williams. Yeah, Javante, Javante, Javante Williams, Ramondre, and Damian Harris. Uh, I need three running backs, including a flex. So you need to just bench one of these guys. I'll tell you what. I think if uh, if Harris is active, Ramondre would be your bench. Yeah, uh, and I'd, I'd roll with those other three just because I think that Harris has the best touchdown upside if that's the situation that's going yep. on. Yep, yep. Awesome. Thank you, Gus Ramos. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was Cap awesome. Waller, should that. I drop Goddard for Gronk? I mean, if you yeah, have. I would. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't – yeah, I would guess. I don't know if Gronk's going to make it back, so. I mean – he's just talking longer term yeah like i would rather have i would rather have goddard than or i would rather have gronk than goddard rest of the season i think concussion worries me less than all the injuries that gronk's had this whole year so far i mean i think that i mean they're keeping him out like i i think I, they said think he'll be is, back i think this within is close. i prefer weeks. the volume for goddard when he comes back to this offense than i do touchdown upside for gronk well, I mean, wow. you're laughing because you love Gronk so much, but I think Gronk can't like stay Gronk on the field, dude. He can't stay on the field. So, I mean, that's not something I'm like, – I don't he had want to a puncture lung. Give him a – And then he had a back spasms. And well, guess what he's always been me. in his entire career? Injured. Wow. Act like he hasn't been, Johnny. He has. But they're giving him enough time off that when he comes back, he'll be healthy. And then you're just like – maybe. maybe. Okay. He came back from the lungs and got injured with I, the back. I would, so I would I rather have Gronk. I would rather have Gronk than on yeah, a on very, a, very on a, heavy on pass. A neutral, on a neutral field, I'd rather have Gronk too. But, like, I have to I'm not saying on a neutral. I'm saying it, right now I would rather have Gronk than go uh, than go to rest of season. I think that's a mistake, but okay. We're allowed to disagree. Truly epic. Yeah, man, I lost Aaron Jones, so that's why I was looking for an, an RB. Uh, yeah. Smokey the Cat says, would you start Deonta Foreman? Also, would you trade Dalvin for Zeke and Lockett? Um, I would yeah. hang on. Yes. I would I trade would Dalvin for Zeke and Lockett. Uh, Zeke's schedule coming up is not very good. I think touchdown regression positively is coming for Dalvin Cook. 
Um, I actually don't think I would do that deal depending on what you like. I would actually try. It, it sounds like you need running backs. If you're starting Donta Foreman, can you get Zeke and another running back for Dalvin? That's what I would try and do. Uh, it's kind of hard. Dalvin's not been playing well this season. Yeah, Dalvin I mean, he has, he has on the one-yard line five times and then failed to score after that. That's the reason I, know. I get it. look good to people. Dalvin's I, a perfect buy-low elite player right now. Well, you should have put him in the show then. Well, you well, didn't. You I didn't, didn't dude. another guy in there. Gus <laughs> Ramos, I meant Deonta Foreman. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Dude, yeah, I, I, he, this is tough. I. I, I don't. I, we I'd rather play. Seen it really I'd rather play Ramondre him. than Deonta Foreman. Foreman would be yes. my bench if Harris goes. Now, if Harris yes. Harris doesn't go, then that's who your bench. So that's kind of where you're at, Gus. Right. All right, guys. That does it for us in the in the Wednesday show. We'll be back again tomorrow to preview the Thursday night football show. And if you want more fresh fantasy football content, make sure you're subscribed on all the platforms. And uh, you know, hit us up with a like. Go into Discord. Check us out. Yeah. As trying to get this video to you trying to get this video to 50 likes. Let's get to 50 likes, dude. We haven't gotten to 50 likes in a long time. Can what? we get to 50 likes on this video? If you're still watching, we're not at 50 likes. Help us out. Yeah. Try to get this video to 50 likes. All oh, right. My, my headphones fell out in the middle of that. I missed dude, everything you we said. Had, yeah, we had a at lot. The beginning of the show. Yeah. It was like out of your head. First, it was a glitch. Then, you know, you couldn't hear me. There's no snare in your headphones. I, I don't even cord. know. It's the cord, dude. Next, you're going to be like, you can't even see me. I can't. You can't, dude. You can't see me, dude. You can't see me. All right. For Johnny Game Time Hicks, I'm Big Travi. We're the Fantasy Whispers. We're out. Peace. Peace. Right here. Congratulations on making it to the end of the video. If you still have a lot to say about fantasy football, maybe you want to give Johnny a little bit of crap for his take today, then go on over to our Discord channel and join the conversation there. Click the link in the description below. And if you still want more content, check out one of these videos. Homie, don't you hit a whisper.